Hello there, welcome to the Gateway to the Rockies podcast from Visit Aurora, the podcast all about telling the stories of Aurora. My name is David Jacobson, Senior Marketing Manager here at Visit Aurora, and today we're talking to our CEO, Bruce Dalton. We'll talk about the growth of Aurora, emerging from a pandemic, what the future lies in our destination. So we started this podcast as a way to tell some of the stories of Aurora, and what a better place to start than with our CEO, Bruce Dalton. Thank First you. First of all, is it Aurora or Aurora? Well, growing up here in Colorado, it was Aurora. It's it's always been a it was always a difficult thing for me to say when I was on the air because I would speak so fast that it was always one of those words that I would stumble on a little bit. Well, you're the expert. This is year five at Visit Aurora. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you very much. Um, first of all, pleasure to be here. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited with your new equipment and our new plan for branching out into new areas um, to really expose <clears throat> all the great things that there is to know about Aurora. So thanks for doing this. Yeah. Uh, I've had the pleasure in my 19 years in broadcasting of interviewing politicians and multi-platinum artists and, and athletes. That, and now you've sunk to this level. I've never <laughs> interviewed my boss before. <laughs> And this is actually more daunting. Uh, no, but congratulations on on your five years here in Aurora. Harken back to your first impressions when you first visited. What what captivated you about this place? Well, I think one of the things that was interesting about me uh, stepping into this role was that I didn't know a lot about Aurora. Yeah. So I had only been to Colorado twice in my entire life before I had come to interview and uh, then actually accepted the job. I did bring my wife here after they offered me the job, but so. So the, the interesting thing was that there was not a lot of perception at all in uh, in Aurora. You know, it was it was more about the appeal of Colorado uh, more specifically than either the uh, the great things that had that Aurora has to offer or the stigma that Aurora has had for many years being uh, a problem area in the Metro Denver area. Yeah, that perception seems to be specifically regional here. Outside of Colorado, maybe that understanding isn't known aside from some national headlines. Now, you started your career 34 years ago as a bellman <laughs> at the Twin... Specifically 34 years ago. I didn't, at, at the I Twin Bridges Marriott Hotel. Harken back to your bellman days. Do you ever see yourself in this position now? Uh, no, not really. And it's, fun, it's funny because I just had a conversation with Malik at lunch the other day. He's our marketing and, guy. Yeah, and he talked about how he... He wanted to someday be a CEO. Uh, and I really never thought of it that way. You know, yeah. my mom was in the hotel business and I always knew that I wanted to be in the service industry. I wanted to help people. And um, I started out as a bellman when I was 18 years old. And one of the things that drew me to that opportunity was when my mom worked in a hotel, we actually moved to the DC area, Washington DC area. And we stayed in the hotel before we found an apartment in the area. And so I actually lived in the hotel one summer. And and the coolest guy in the hotel was this guy named Rick. He was a bellman. He was actually the bell captain. Hmm. And Rick was super nice to me. And I always thought that, that he's got the best job in the world. You know, he's nice to people right. and people give him money. So, <laughs> I mean, could you have a better job than that? So Rick was Mr. Cool and he was one of my mentors. Um, he was a great bell captain, but I always knew that that's what I wanted to do when I was old enough to to turn, you know, to work for a hotel. It's interesting where those moments of inspiration come from, those people that you encounter that kind of influence your journey. Uh, that journey has taken you all over our country. You've been in San Antonio, Nashville, Hawaii. Talk about your experience a little bit, your travels. So it's 
it wasn't a planned journey whatsoever. It kind of evolves as you grow your network of people in the hospitality and tourism and meetings industry. So I found out very soon um, in my career that really your reputation is all you had. And I think I was very fortunate that I had a mother that was successful in the hospitality industry and people liked her and she was a mentor of many. She had the reputation of taking people that weren't completely comfortable um, being new to the industry and taking them under her arm mm. and introducing him, introducing them to people and really being nice to them. And so, you know, I had good mentors. I had people that opened the doors for me through my relationship with, you know, or my, their relationship with my mother um, to allow me to really understand that it was really all about the people and trust and believing that, um, you know, you had each other's backs and, you know, your word was your word and you didn't lie to people. You didn't tell them wrong information and you always trusted and had them trust that you had their best interest in hand. Speak a little bit to the responsibility to those who work in the tourism industry. I believe there are 7,000 jobs in Aurora that are uh, supported by the tourism industry. You kind of serve as a steward for advocacy for those people. I do. And I take it very seriously. I think that um, I like to think of myself sometimes, and I don't always say this, but you know, when I tell people what I do, if I don't want to talk to them, I tell them I'm in marketing <laughs> <Right>. because <laughs> nobody wants to talk to a marketer. Right. Um, but if I if I want to talk to them, I often tell them that I my position is similar to the ambassador or the director of tourism for the city of Aurora. Yeah. And then you start to think about what tourism encompasses, and it's almost everything. Uh, that is either a restaurant or entertainment or shopping or dining or anything involved with people spending money um, within the city of Aurora can be considered somewhat of a tourism arm of the city. So I you know, constantly go out and engage with people throughout the community. I just got back from a um, pho restaurant and had a great lunch with one of our hotel partners and really, you know, try to engage and talk to the people, uh, the locals within the community to educate them on the value of tourism and, and how important it is that when people come from out of town, um, that they're treated nice and that they, they encourage them to come back over and over again. When you're not advocating for the tourism of the city of Aurora, when you're not in the office, we can often find you on the golf course. What led you down that path and uh, how good are we, Bruce? Um, I'm not good at all. <laughs> I'll be honest. And I like to say you don't have to be a good golf tournament organizer to be a good golfer. Yeah. And you can produce. And I, I actually produced ladies golf tournaments for about 15 years with my mother. Yeah. Uh, and I've played in a lot of golf tournaments, but I've never really been a great golfer. But I really enjoy it. And I think just getting out, uh, you know, and, and playing around a golf with your peers and your colleagues is a good way to, to get to know somebody. And there's some really great courses here in Aurora and also in the Rocky Mountain region. What are some of your favorites? The climate is so perfect for year-round golf here. Even though it might snow four inches, four days later you could be playing golf on the course. Right. And I think one of my favorites is Murphy Creek. It's a Lynx-style golf course in Aurora. The city of Aurora takes great care of their public golf courses. Uh, There's a number of other private and semi-private courses around town, but I really do enjoy Murphy Creek. Visit Aurora has been around since 2010 as an organization, and the area has seen exponential growth. Um, Talk a little bit about the evolution of Aurora as a destination. So we're, we're really just 
beginning. I mean, as a, as a city, we're only about 55 or close to 60% built out. And I think that there's just so much opportunity for growth um, out in the northeast section of town near DEN. Um, but then also all the things that are happening in the different parts of Aurora. Aurora is a very large city area-wise. It's about 160 square miles. And so with that, um, there is a lot of different neighborhoods, a lot of different areas that are really unique and I think that are worth experiencing and, and visiting. Um, I think as far as growth goes, um, you know, what, what we're seeing around the Stanley Marketplace with all the new apartments and all the new residents coming in, I think that's going to spur some additional restaurants and retail um, that will be beneficial to this ward. Uh, hopefully a full service grocery store will happen to um, end up across the street or right down the street. Um, but in Northeast Aurora, out near the Gaylord Rockies Resort and Convention Center, that's really where the the major growth is going to happen um, and it really the city of Denver did the city of Aurora the biggest solid by by putting the airport out there surrounded by Aurora um, and the development of the Gaylord Rockies um, is going to encourage other retail other entertainment venues to end up in that area um, but then I also think that you know there are areas like Southlands in the you know, in the southeast Aurora area, which will continue to see more and more restaurant growth. Um, I think you'll have a, um, you know, a few newer, higher end restaurants coming into that area. And then what I'm really most excited about is just the uh, the vision of the city and the center city of Aurora, which is really trying to create more of a downtown entertainment district in the city in the center of Aurora, which is right near the town center at Aurora or the Aurora Municipal Center. Interesting because that seems to be one of the areas that we definitely need here in Aurora is kind of a dedicated downtown area. It seemed like maybe the corridor on 225 where the light rail is would have been a good uh, option for that. What are some of the plans for this downtown area? Where, where, where do we see that in development? So they do have a... Um you know, a committee that has been started to really redevelop that whole area. And I think it's very important that it happens. Um, knowing that the light rail is there, there's a lot of, um, you know, multi-unit housing that is being considered for that area. It really needs a critical mass of, of people to really make it work. And I think ideally what would be great is to have an arts and entertainment venue, like yeah. a, um, a performing arts theater mm -hmm. or even a small minor league baseball stadium or something like that. Um, you know, I compare the centralized downtown entertainment district to be something like Lodo and you don't have a hundred bars and restaurants in Lodo just because it's a great place to, to live with the apartments. It's because they have 81 baseball games and lots of concerts and other things. People that live in that area don't go to a bar or restaurant every night. Right. Um, so you've got to have something that's going to draw those people from out of town to really spend the money um, that will help those, you know, microbrews or craft brews and restaurants survive, and especially some of the higher-end restaurants that we're looking to bring to Aurora. Aurora seems so uniquely positioned, not only for its ability to grow geographically, it's growing eastward, there's an opportunities to shape this development in responsible and sustainable ways where maybe a more densely populated urban area has restrictions there, Aurora can really craft a livable space that is sustainable for the future. Uh, do you find that uh, the the space of Aurora, the geographic space, is a hindrance when it comes to creating an experience for a visitor? I don't think so. I think that, first of all, we're in Colorado, so Colorado is yeah. damn cool. So <laughs> people love coming to Colorado, and I think we just have to take advantage of that more and more. I mean, as a city, 
you know, not every city is the same. So we've got to we've got to continue to look at the assets that we have and build on them and take advantage of of you know the geographic location of where we are as a as a destination. Um, people are attracted to our state, and so we need to take advantage of having this one opportunity to get it right. And so we need to be working with developers, be working with our politicians, and be working with our city leaders to make and the citizens of Aurora to make sure that the growth is done in the right way. I mean, the worst thing that we can do, and it will somewhat happen, but but with all the area out near DEN, if we just turn it into a warehouse district, then all of that will be wasted. We really need, um, you know, surrounding the Gaylord property to have entertainment, to have uh, new attractions, to have, you know, an opportunity for people to land at DEN and actually just um, within 10 minutes be in really an urban setting with, you know, that really isn't right in the middle of Center City Aurora. You talked about the assets of the city. I think one of the most um, glaring assets would be the diversity of Aurora, uh, the most diverse city in Colorado. We have an incredible bevy of international cuisine and cultures. Speak to the diversity of the destination and how it plays into our identity a little bit. I think one of the things that we have as an advantage for the city of Aurora is the people that have come here for many different reasons and found home, found homes and found really uh, a kind and considerate community. Um, we have so many uh, organizations that help with our immigration or immigrant community. Um, we embrace diversity. Um, I was just off of Havana Street and the number of ethnic eateries in that area and the, the different cultures that exist um, are it's just incredible and very proud to be a part of this community. Um, other cities, you know, obviously bigger cities such as, you know, New York and San Francisco, um, they have a very diverse um, community. Um, Colorado, you know, I don't, I didn't grow up here, so I don't know completely, but I know that, you know, the newer people that have come to town have ended up in Aurora for many different yep. reasons. And I think that the, um, the city leadership as well as the elected official really enjoy that diversity. And I think that they work very hard to take care of the people that have come to our community. Now, a couple of years ago, uh, the city of Aurora found itself on the wrong side of headlines with the Elijah McLean situation. Mm -hmm. uh, and you in particular had a very strong response to that. Um, I have a quote from um, a letter that you put out. Uh, you said that Visit Aurora aspires to be a voice for positive change in our community and in, will engage in conversations that have already been initiated. A couple of years since then, how do you feel the progress has been? And and also, uh, do you feel like you've lived up to the, and the organization has lived up to those aspirations? Uh, we still got work to do. We yeah. really do. It's, it's a work in progress, and I think that we'll continue um, to have to work on it. I mean, uh, I think in this world, in this day and age, that uh, DEI initiatives are, are, are a part of life. And I think if we're not uh, a part of the change, then the change is passing us by. I think it's very important for us to, to be dealing and looking at ways to improve our stance and our mission and our goals within the community on a daily basis. I mean, we work, um, every time we hire someone, we work on trying to have as many applicants and as many people as possible um, that reflect the community um, to represent Visit Aurora. And I think that working with the local nonprofits and other organizations um, within the community, I think we've made an effort to try to do better. Um, but there's so much work to do. And I think that there's you know, just a lot of, you know, a lot of work to do. It seems to be reflective in 
the content that's pushed out by Visit Aurora, both uh, from a blogging standpoint and from a marketing standpoint, uh, you're seeing a diversity of voices, a diversity of people. Uh, there's been a conscious effort. Even the purpose of this podcast is to amplify the voices of those in our community that have varying backgrounds. It's really important that the DMO, Visit Aurora, reflects all of the voices in our community. You got to walk the walk. Yeah. Uh, you cannot just you know make a statement and move on. Uh, we have to make a difference by being engaged and involved with the local community on a daily basis. And it's easy, especially you know being here in the Stanley Marketplace and you know being able to close ourselves off and not have these um, you know experiences with the with the community. And that's why you know more and more and day after day I try to get out and have conversations with people and really experience them as you know and have and talk about how they ended up in Aurora and their story and successes and struggles um, and I challenge our team to do the same as well um, it's very important that we understand and know that we represent a very diverse community and we have to be providing uh, content that reflects that I'm gonna knock on wood a little bit here it feels like we're beginning to emerge from a pandemic. Every time you say that, a new variant seems to arise. Uh, but what has that transition been like from your perspective when it comes to meeting planners and those looking to use the Gaylord Rockies in particular as a meeting space? Well, I think meetings are not back yet. And I think all it takes is a new variant or some sort of spike in COVID that we're going to be right back where we were in just a few weeks ago or just a month or two ago. Yeah. So we're, we're heading in the right direction. I think the, the consumer confidence is up. I know that travel... Um, Leisure travel is back, but the, the the meetings and convention traffic is not quite where we want it to be yet. It's just going to take time, and I don't think people are really happy and pleased with either hybrid meetings and or Zooming for the rest of their lives. I mean, having face-to-face -face meetings and building relationships with your peers is what has existed and, and has made the meetings and events industry such a successful um, product over the last 30 or 50 years. Now, I think as far as, you know, the the rest of the world, the rest of, you know, the industry, um, we still got some work to do, but I think that we're heading in the right direction, which is a good thing. What do you think we've learned and what are maybe some of the pitfalls that we can avoid going forward? We made some really good decisions early on, and they were tough decisions because when COVID hit, um, we were immediately challenged with people, you know, that stopped traveling altogether. They stopped meeting, they stopped traveling, they stopped, you know, getting out of their house. And I think we were very fortunate to make some really tough decisions early on. And we learned a lot through those decisions. We learned a lot um, about our organization. We had to make some tough decisions as far as reducing our staff, changing the direction of how our sales team was operating on a, you know, daily, monthly, and, you know, daily, weekly, and monthly basis. And I think that we we came out stronger than we went into COVID. And I think a lot of it had to do with that we didn't sit back and wait for it to come to us. We yeah. went to the we went to it and and started to create a, a change in a different way of thinking. Um, and COVID really required us to do so. Put on your your magic hat. Look into the crystal ball. What does Aurora look like five, ten, fifteen years from now? I think it only gets better and better and better. I think that <clears throat> I look at the map. I have I have a world map in my workout room. So when I'm sitting there riding my stationary bike, looking up at the world, I think about where 
else would I want to be? And not only in the United States, but throughout the world. And I really can't think of too many other places that I'd rather be than right here in Aurora, Colorado. Um, We have all the resources that um, are available to man to be able to create a destination in a city that people look on with envy. And I mean, that's everywhere. That's, you know, some of these urban centers that are, you know, magical places that people visit from all over the world, like San Francisco and New Orleans and D.C. and Chicago and all those places. Well, those are struggling right now. Those urban center, you know, mega monster cities are struggling right now. And we can create whatever we want at this point in the next 25 years you know we're right at the the footsteps of what's going to be the largest airport in the United States and mm-hmm. one of the largest airports in the world with DEN so how do we create the not only the roadmap but really the master plan that makes sense that's going to benefit everybody and that means the old part of town and the people that are you know living in places that that need help and then there are other parts of town which developers are going to come in and spend millions and soon to be billions of dollars on coming to our city so we need to kind of you know figure out how to make it work for everybody um, so everyone can live in a city that really is one of the greatest places to live that you can ever imagine. The Gaylord Rockies seems to be a game changer for the destination. Can you kind of put into perspective the scope of of what that edifice to growth means for Aurora? It's probably the best thing that ever happened to the city, bar none. It really, and I don't think everyone really realizes and understands uh, the economic impact potential of the Gaylord landing in Aurora, Colorado. First of all, most other cities spend millions and millions of dollars in debt service to create convention centers um, within their destination. And the city of Aurora, and through incentives also with the state of Colorado, um, they've built a billion dollar asset. Now they've given a, a, a you know, a significant uh, investment and in incentive to be built. Um, but over the course of the next 25 years, that incentive is going to be gone and the development and growth of that area is going to be enormous. Um, so the other thing is that the, the, the Gaylord brand and the Ryman hospitality is the best of the best of filling their convention hotels. And they have a model that is very successful with groups that go from hotel to hotel geographically throughout the nation. And every single one of their other hotels has grown, um, in, in, um, meaning that they have expanded the property. We're the smallest Gaylord Hotel right now. So the potential of it growing from 1,500 hotel rooms and about a million square feet of, of meeting space into either 2,000 or 2,500 or even bigger than that um, because they had the land to do so. So I think right now we're sitting in a position where between the state of Colorado, the asset that we have in the Gaylord, the surrounding and you know, and the the allure of of, of Colorado is is a magic potion that's going to really put us in a great place for many many years to come. Definitely one of the game changers, the the Gaylord Rockies. Also uh, important to mention, you know, Stanley Marketplace, where we moved our offices to fairly recently. It's a vibrant place with a lot of potential in and of itself. 
this is authentic Colorado, and this yeah. is what people are looking for when they come to our state. Um, these businesses, I think it's 57 um, small businesses, are all unique to our destination, and they're all passionate about what they do and the, and the products that they sell. So it's a special place. When I bring people here, when we bring people into our office and we walk them through the Stanley Marketplace and introduce them to the store owners or the, the management and the leadership or the ownership group of Stanley, everybody is impressed. I had a, a friend of mine, a colleague that I've known for 30 years, was here last night. And I mean, the first thing I got this morning was a, uh, a text message from him said, oh my gosh, I cannot believe, you know, where you work mm-hmm. and, and and what you have done in Aurora. Yeah. And, you know, it's just fantastic and congratulations. And, you know, I didn't do this. Um, there are other people that created the Stanley. I was just smart enough to join the party. And I think that everybody with Visit Aurora and everybody within the city um, of Aurora really appreciates uh, that the Stanley Marketplace is Aurora and and really a part of the, the growth and, and new development. And it seems so far away, but the Southlands Mall has an incredible shopping experience there. Everything you could want uh, from a shopping experience. Uh, Town Center Aurora has undergone an incredible facelift. There's world-class shopping here. On the Havana Street District, we've got world-class cuisine. Really everything you need in one destination with the backdrop of the Rocky Mountains. Talk about that tagline, Gateway to the Rockies. What does that mean to you beyond just the beauty of the state? Well, one of the things when I was first interviewing interviewing for the position was doing some research on Aurora as a destination. And so, of course, you know, most of the headlines back over five years ago were some negative um, headlines uh, related to either the theater shooting or some other things that right. really weren't very positive. Um, but one of the things was always um, looking back and seeing, you know, some of the history and some of the, you know, the information about Fitzsimmons, um, you know, army base and, and some of those other things that, um, you know, they were the the allure of, of Colfax Avenue. And so, and, and I really wasn't impressed at all with our website. We had a lot of problems with our, with the Visit Aurora website when I was going on and looking at it. But one of the things that was um, very clear on the website was that it was Visit Aurora, far from ordinary. And I just really never embraced that tagline. And, and uh, I know that my predecessor had hired an agency to come in and help us with a, a tagline and help us try to market, um, you know, in a very new stage or a new time. And, and, you know, in the history of Visit Aurora. But I saw somehow, somewhere, I saw, I kept seeing Aurora Gateway to the Rockies. And so when I got here, the first thing I said is, why aren't we the Gateway to the Rockies? We've been the Gateway to the Rockies for the last 30, 40, almost 50 years. And nobody really had the answer. And so I immediately just took it upon myself to change our tagline to Gateway to the Rockies. And and then through the course of the last five years, we've had people say, well, where did you develop that? Or how did you develop? And I was like, I didn't develop anything. It's just, it's a moniker and it's, you know, a tagline that the city has had for many years. And we, we just started to embrace it. And with our proximity to DEN, I mean, it's, it's even more literal than it once was. It, it almost fits uh, even more perfectly now than it did then. Uh, Bruce, on a personal note, uh, you and your lovely wife are going out on a date night in Aurora. What, what are we doing? There's a lot of options there. I mean, and I won't say that we'll come to the Stanley Marketplace <laughs> because we live about a mile from here. Right. I think we've, we've kind of worked our way around the city with um, the different ethnic eateries and you know I, I you know I, I think we also try to take advantage of the so many miles of 
parks and recreation and maybe outdoor beer patios and, and whatnot. So, I mean, we can find our, what we like to do is ask the local people where to go next. Yeah. And we call it our Saturday adventures. And so if you go someplace and you can either ask your server, your bartender, or whoever you're interacting with at the time um, to, you know, where would you go next? What do you recommend? And oftentimes it takes us places off the beaten path that we would never find. Um, so without a, a, a definite answer to that, many different places and opportunities that exist. Um, and we like to get lost within our own community. A comprehensive list of those options at visitaurora.com. Uh, I want to thank you for taking the time to jump on the inaugural episode of our Gateway to the Rockies podcast. What a better person to speak with than, than you, CEO Bruce Dalton. Thank you for taking the time today. Well, thank you, David. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you for listening to the Gateway to the Rockies podcast. Visit Aurora is the official destination marketing organization for the city of Aurora, Colorado, and acts as the primary liaison between meeting planners and hotel partners. As Aurora's convention and visitors bureau, Visit Aurora's mission is grounded in showcasing Aurora as a premier destination for meetings, business, and leisure travel. Visit Aurora represents more than 75 plus hotel properties with 13,500 plus guest rooms and more than 1 million square feet of meeting space, including Colorado's largest resort, Gaylord Rockies Resort and Convention Center. Colorado's third largest city, Aurora is located minutes away from Denver International Airport and showcases mountain views, memorable meeting spaces, and 250 plus international eateries that offer a unique experience for each and every visitor. As the gateway to the Rockies, Visit Aurora's role in the local community goes beyond marketing the city as a destination. The Visit Aurora team is here to assist you with your Colorado visit from facilitating your meeting, event, or convention to helping you discover local flavor and attractions. Go beyond the boardroom in Aurora, Colorado. For more, visit us at visitaurora.com.